Yo, 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 yo. You already know who it is. It's G Money, giving you the hottest you find news from the eyes of a DJ and the mouth of a burger. It's Tuesday, October 4th, and we're eating. Let's get it. Mm, he's super shy. Call him a body. He hard like rock. Yeah, I'm with my life. He been shooting crash his whole life. He can't get right. Now he did me a bit, and I slept every night. What a night. They tryna get me, they tryna do me. He broke his head in the shot, he rockin' passion. I am a sniper, baby, girl, I'm a sneaky shooter. We pull up rifles, yeah, don't be sound like you do. He ain't earned his stripes, that boy can't fight. He ain't took no life, he's a walking dyke. In the trap, a sword, in the trap, go dumb. I got pounds of weed, yeah. I got pounds of boy. Riding in that stolo, left her out, no boys is hiding. They know I got me a gun, ain't no snake catch, I catch him body. Let me squeeze, Smith the West, Mac the Left. Walk that game, draw that game, we tryna scratch him. Put my t shirt, you ain't no name. Put my out right in the oven. Yeah, them boys ain't getting money. Yeah, them boys ain't tell my name. And I'm in the coop, hanging out the roof. With a 30 in my Glock, ready to fucking shoot. In this bush, LA, I don't play no game. Ain't gonna let my son go gay. Like well, we got a great episode ahead of us. It's Tuesday. I'd like to say thank you for tuning in on another podcast. Okay, let's get straight on in to the NFT news. The top sold collection was an Ethereum NFT with $1.3 million in volume. You're probably wondering, well, what NFT is it? It is the Kataro World NFT. Coming in at number two, we have CryptoPunks with $800,000 in volume. Number three is So Rare with $800,000 in volume. Number four is the ETH Register Registrar Lineage. I'm not lineage rapper i'm not even sure rapper with a w so i'm not necessarily sure what this nft is quite frankly can be a top shot looks like it's coming up though 30 30 top sold nft with ninety two thousand dollars in volume so that's not i mean i mean really only 10x down from the top sold nft today or, you know, the top sold project. Breaking it down via the blockchain, coming in at number one, we have Ethereum with $10 million in NFT sales. At number two, we have Solana with $3 million in NFT sales. And coming in at number three, we have Flow with $677 million. Excuse me. <laughs> I just tried to. Just try to give those guys way more props. $677,000 in volume. Looking at the top sold NFTs, we have a board ape. Board ape number 5163 is sold for 112 Ethereum. At today's prices, that is $142,000. It's got a yellow background, a pimp coat, its tongue's hanging out, its board face. And he has a black fur coat. Very interesting for the NFT news. 
not too much going on in the market, quite frankly. Let's, let's pull it up real quick just to make sure. Yeah, only $65 million in liquidations. We're still in the zone. We're not, we're not getting carried away here. Definitely not getting carried away here. So, digging in to the news. The Bitcoin hash rate. This is why we did. We completely skipped the intro today because we really wanted to get on to today's topics. The Bitcoin hash rate is at an all-time high. What does that mean? Right now, it's more expensive to mine Bitcoin than it ever has been. Even when it costed $70,000, there was more Bitcoin in supply and it was easier to mine. Today, Bitcoin is a third of the price and it's less liquid. There's less supply out there and it costs more money to make it. it costs more money to mine it. This could mean a couple things. It's very scary when the Bitcoin price goes below the miner cost. Basically the cost it takes to mine a Bitcoin. And so this is this happened a couple of times in cryptocurrency history and we could very well see it again. However, I think I think Bitcoin is it's got too many holders. Looking at the on-chain data, this bottom is really strong and we could see one more shakeout, but I, uh, looking at, like I said, looking at the on-chain data, it looks like only long-term holders are here. I mean, huge players had bought into that last cycle. We had A16Z buying a bunch of Bitcoin, the Rothschilds buying a bunch of Bitcoin, Grayscale buying a bunch of Bitcoin. I mean, he, Goldman Sachs, every, everybody you could think of, American Express, even Warren Buffett has like a cryptocurrency bank in Brazil that he's invested in. So very interesting to see this industry play out. Getting into some other news, Terra Classic is still going crazy. It's still going up. It's still going up. The bankrupt lender Celsius finally revealed that they are going to auction off the rest of their assets. No one's going to buy it anymore. I'm shocked. I thought people were definitely going to buy Celsius, but from what I've heard from people in the space, they told me that the Celsius CEO traded with user funds. And once you once you kind of step across that bridge, there's really no going back. You know, we're firm believers of not your keys, not your crypto. And that's because all these smart contracts, first of all, these guys are centralized. There's nothing there's nothing smart about this. This is these are dumb humans, right? And so, you know, you were just loaning your, your cryptocurrency because it was single-sided staking. You're loaning your cryptocurrency and they're investing it through DeFi and they're making more money than what they're giving you. But it's supposed to be simple. Next thing you know, these people lose all their money. Completely mind-blowing. Completely mind-blowing. And then, and then the people that lost their money, they had to be accredited investors. So they had to have more than $100,000 and to have enough money to hire a lawyer. And so really the person that's going to, I should say the people that's going to end up paying for this are the taxpayers. And that's just the sad truth of the, the whole deal. You know, going bankrupt like you're a legit company. Come on. The European authorities just warned of growing crypto adoption 
I mean, this is serious, folks. They they want to crush this industry, and that's why I try. I, I come out and I'm serious. You know, I come out and I'm like, guys, this is an emergency broadcast. I don't I don't just say that lightly. I do not just say that lightly, and huge infrastructure is being passed right now. And so when you have the European government coming out and saying DeFi is going to affect traditional finance, even the international bank settlement, the international settlement bank, excuse me, or the ISB, five months ago launched, they didn't even, they didn't launch, they had a whole conference about central bank digital currencies and these guys do not want DeFi at all. Because with DeFi, they lose control. That's the whole thing. They need control. They want to control the people. They don't think the people are smart enough to control themselves. We see some cases of that. To say that they're completely wrong would be false. But to just give that that power up for me, I'm not doing that. And so people have been coming out saying, Oh, criminals have laundered $4 billion through decentralized exchanges and different coin swaps. That's not true. I mean, what is laundered? You know, like sent it to a new wallet and, and chain swamped and, 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 and you couldn't track it? I don't, I don't, to me personally, I just think that's ridiculous. I, I really, really think that whole idea is ridiculous that you can just launder money and, or, or, or not even launder money, you can just use these protocols and be private and now it's laundering money. I mean, come on. How is that any different than hiding your gold? <laughs> I don't tell everybody how much gold I have. They just want to know. They want to know how many, how much assets you have, and they want to control what you do with the money. So we just talked about some on-chain metrics about Bitcoin. Kind of taking back on into it, the number of Bitcoin holders has been rising, rising, rising. And not just the number of Bitcoin holders the number of miners as well. We talked about at the beginning of this dump, the key to this bottom was going to be a large decrease in miners. A lot of people were very upset with the fact that a lot of new guys and a lot of people, I mean, old OG Bitcoin miners were upset that new cryptocurrency people were coming in and mining and stealing all the hash rate. Well, it looks like right now, we're having a similar battle at 20,000. It's very interesting to see all the miners and all the people that are using Bitcoin, even at the prices this low, especially when volumes have been pretty low. But the chain is definitely moving, and the, the chain is, like I said, stronger than ever, more decentralized than ever. It's amazing. It, it truly is amazing. It's like a positive feedback loop. Very awesome. So some people came out and they made a valuable point. They said Solana is deceptively designed to falsely inflate usage. I 100% agree. I mean, they act like they're decentralized, but they're not. You know, there's a lot of stuff that they do that is just sketchy. And to say that people, to say that they don't do anything sketchy, like the way they act on their Twitter and and their decentralization, all the VCs that own it, all the downtime, all the hacks, the failures, bad transactions, just to say that it's like, okay, is crazy. 
truly it's crazy and so sometimes you gotta you gotta call people out where it's due and it's definitely due on Solana I don't want to say that Solana's out of the picture 100% not I love Solana but I definitely want to see them get fined the problem is is like what you're gonna find Solana or get Solana in trouble then Solana's gonna dump and the holders just get even worse they get they get screwed up the butt even more and so it's like <laughs> yeah this stuff it's like are you really helping or are you hurting and this looks like more they're hurting maybe he has a massive short it makes sense with the macro factors and everything <laughs> solana in my opinion would be a, a better cryptocurrency to short if all these cryptocurrencies did go down the u.s government could just really put a whammy on it really fast same thing with near same thing with woo it's very interesting, all these altcoins, how quickly the government just stopped Tornado Cash. It was like overnight. It was overnight. And when you look at Ohm, and they're talking about, in, the, in Europe, how DeFi is attacking their currency. Well, Ohm is exactly that. Bitcoin is exactly that. We've been talking about this for weeks. We've been saying Bitcoin is a parasite, not even just weeks, months. We've been doing this podcast for almost a year now. And... Very cool to say that. You know, one thing I've been in, I've been in this area for a year and I never would have thought that I would have progressed so far in this space within a year. But just, the, it's crazy the different NFT metrics. It used to be DeFi, now it's everybody into NFTs. And it was Binance tokens and now it's bridging your tokens onto Arbitrum, which huge, huge, huge news story coming up next it's not necessarily a story but it's just some insider trading <laughs> but it's not insider trading it's free basically arbitrum is a layer two solution on ethereum they use zk rollups and or no i think they use optimistic rollups they use optimistic rollups and basically they they kind of like they're like a centralized blockchain on top of Ethereum. And so you can submit your transactions and it's optimistic. So it just assumes that everybody submits a valid transaction. And then every 15 minutes, it'll submit all of those transactions to the Ethereum blockchain. Meanwhile, it, it kind of validates those through its own consensus protocol. This helps scalability. The thing is, is it's incredibly cheap and there's no token yet, but everybody knows there's going to be a token. When I was in Ethereum Denver last year, 2021, I met the Arbitrum team. I have an Arbitrum bag, Arbitrum stickers, and they told me that, they told me straight up, like, it's probably going to be, a, they didn't tell me it's going to be an airdrop because that would be illegal, but they said, they basically were like, we're not going to let you out of here unless you do this. That's what they were like. They're like, they're like, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. We can't promise anything. It's, and you know, this was a year ago. It's crazy to just how far, how long ago that was. But they're like, we really want, and it, if you, you had to like set up this wallet to go to a food truck. And I'm like, I'm a skinny guy. And I'm like, I don't want to go to the food truck. But they're just like, no, you need to go to the food truck. And so, so I did it. It was awesome. And, um, now I think I'm pretty eligible for the airdrop. That being said, I still have to do my part. I think it'd be smart to bridge over assets. You could do this with a couple bucks. You don't have to have more than $10 to bridge over assets to Arbitrum. And you could get airdrop 
a couple grand. And so it really hurts my feelings when people say, I can't do this and I'm just, you know, crypto, cryptocurrency isn't providing a way for me because this is completely a way right here. Everybody can do this. We don't know a million percent if there is going to be an airdrop. But there's whispers. More whispers than there was when Uniswap had their airdrop. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was one. No one's surprised. And it'd be a great time to have one. Quite frankly, we need something bullish for this market. It'd be very interesting to see. Especially with all these macro factors. Hmm. Well, that's going to do it from all of us here at Web3TV. I'm C-Money. And don't just have a great day. Have a DeFi day. Peace.